Check one, two, one, two. Is this thing working? You're listening to Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper, the wisdom and tools you need to thrive. Hey, welcome back. Rabbi Ariel here again. Going to jump into step 10. Now that we're in step 10, step 10 is part of the maintenance steps. So as my sponsor said it, 10, 11, 12, these are the ongoing steps. Of course, one, two, three, but you don't do step four, five, six, seven, eight, nine every single day. I guess you could do six and seven, but generally, basically, if we return to 10, 11, 12, then we'll be doing our ongoing work, working the steps without having to go all the way back to the beginning every single day. So step 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So this is that kind of daily work of clearing out what needs to be cleared out and making amends where there needs to be amends, taking personal inventory. So quote one, We've got, how many quotes we got today? We've got eight quotes today. Quote number one, we want to trust our feelings, but we must also call our intellect into play so we don't get lost in the swell of unearned guilt and defensiveness, unquote. This is that working with, through, with and through our defects, recognizing that there are irrational parts of ourselves that may still be at play, we want to trust our feelings and we have to use the knowledge that we've picked up, the tools we've accumulated through our recovery to also help us in our decision-making process. The good news is if you're working this a program and you have a sponsor or a step study, or I don't know if failing all else, you can call me, I guess, message me then you have other people who are around you who can also help you process situations. You can live in consultation. You don't have to just do this all on your own as you're learning because it takes time. The process that got you here probably took decades. It would be reasonable to expect that those things wouldn't just vanish overnight. Quote number two. Then I would feel confused and guilty when the feelings didn't go away. When the other person's behavior continued, so did my feelings. It took me a long time, I'm still learning this lesson, to realize that my feelings are often how my higher power speaks to me and tries to get my attention about a lesson I need to learn. That lesson may be setting boundaries, owning my power, or learning something about myself and relationships. My feelings are not incidentals. They are an important part of me, my life, and what I need to be paying attention to, unquote. So this is the promise of ongoing life. No matter how many times you've worked the steps, no matter how much program you're in, your feelings are ongoing. So if we start to treat our feelings as part of our higher power and how our higher power speaks to us and through us, then we can actually own our power. We can listen to and feel and pay attention to and honor the things that are going on within our senses. Now, if we get to the end of the day and we recognize that, you know, I was really feeling like I wanted to say something and I didn't, then 
I need to say something maybe, or think about how in the next time when I have an opportunity, I actually will, how I will say something that I, I didn't have the words for. Starting to build the tools, listening to the feelings that we have and making sure that we actually honor those as ongoing growth opportunities. Quote number three, there's another area of our lives where our inventory may lead to the discovery of a wrongdoing that requires prompt admission. This area is one of wrongdoings towards ourselves, not acknowledging and feeling our feelings, not setting the boundaries that we need to set, not paying attention to ourselves, not trusting ourselves, not respecting ourselves, not listening to ourselves. These are wrongdoings that need prompt attention, unquote. So this is that regular daily catching and addressing the ways in which we self-abandon, the ways in which we can continue to grow in showing up for ourselves on a regular basis. As we end up showing up for ourselves, then we end up being safer to be in loving relationship with other people. And other people learn how to love us best. It's a gift to them to have boundaries where they know what the parameters are. They understand where your limits are, what your needs are, because you've expressed them. And if they make choices that are contrary to those things, then there are consequences for those things. But most of the time, people really do appreciate being told in advance the things that you need, or even, I guess, in response. So it's a, it's a work in progress. Quote number four. Not being emotionally honest about our needs and wants with ourselves or others is a wrongdoing, unquote. Yeah, this is that piece of how do we build relationships with other people? How do we build relationships with ourselves? We need to show up for ourselves, be honest with ourselves about what we actually want and need, and then also with other people so that they can actually have an opportunity to show up for us, for us. It feels, it's like the thing I always have said, you know, if you keep hiding yourself in a relationship, then when people say they love you and they care about you, then you know that you've hidden yourself. You've not been, you've not really shown them who you are. So how could they possibly love you? They don't know you. And in this case, now you become brave enough to start to show who you actually are. And when they say they love you, they know who you are already. They actually know the fullness of you. So they could possibly mean it and you could possibly accept it. Quote number five, not nurturing and taking care of the child within is a wrongdoing. Unquote. So there are really great tools for learning how to nurture our inner how to develop our inner nurture. And it's not something that can happen necessarily overnight for most people. And especially if you had a chaotic upbringing, addiction in the family or trauma or complex trauma, it may be that you actually need something more than just program to be able to overcome that within yourself. Maybe you need therapy or coaching or spiritual counseling. That's something that I actually help people with routinely. That's something that I do on a daily basis. It's part of how I 
contribute to the world as a professional. And these are really smart, sharp people who've done a lot of the work, but need help in that specific arena. And it's not a forever activity. I mean, it is a forever activity, but the specific skills that they need to gain can happen within, you know, 18 months, 24 months. It's not like therapy forever and ever for decades. Quote number six, an important part of our inventory can also focus on what we're doing right and on all that's happening within us and around us that's good, unquote. This is so important because a lot of us have the tendency, I guess as human beings maybe, but maybe specifically as addicts codependents, is to focus on all the things that are going wrong, the negative, and the ways that we could continue improving, but not really taking time to pause and think about all the progress that we've made, about all that actually is good in our lives, about our general health, about the ways in which we really are fortunate. I think, I guess this is saying, don't forget to put the positive into your inventory too. What ways did you get it right today? What ways did you show up for yourself today? Of course, there's going to be ways to improve, but can we feel good with what's happening right now as it's happening now and not always constantly feeling like we're not there yet? Quote number seven. We can let go of our need to be so critical of ourselves and others. We can look at what's right, unquote. Yeah, this is just another one of those can we actually let go of the need to feel critical of, our, of ourselves and other people of just being so judgmental all the time that it really undermines our ability to be present in the world in a way that feels good? Just It doesn't feel good to be constantly looking for the negative in yourself, nor in other people. To constantly be nitpicking, we got to let it go. And we should. We can let go of that need. I don't like to say should, but it really helps to let it go. And last quote of today. It's going to be a short one. My peace, my joy, my love for self and others comes when I accept myself. It comes when I allow myself to be honest, open, and responsible with those I love, work with, and relate to. It comes when I'm responsible to myself and my own needs. Unquote. Yeah. Being able to love yourself, accept yourself, it becomes a foundation, a base for knowing yourself, for allowing others to know you, for allowing others to find themselves and creates the opportunity for you to feel safe in a relationship because you know you've got your own back. You know who you are. You know you're not perfect. That's okay. And you can allow other people to have their own process too. You can be more honest and loving in that way because of the work you do on a regular basis. So keep coming back. It works if you work it and you're worth it. I'll see you in step 11. To stay updated on new episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow on Facebook.com slash Rabbi Shulk. That's Rabbi Shulk. R-A-B-B-I-S-H-O-L-K